Today we're looking in the book of Matthew, chapter number 14, a very familiar passage of Scripture, one that we've used before, one that we'll use again. Matthew, chapter number 14, and we're going to begin reading with verse number 22. The Bible says that immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him on to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. When he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Verse number 29 says, So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. The title of my message today is How to Walk on the Water. Father, I thank you that you have incredible, miraculous, supernatural plans for all of us here today. God, I just pray today, Lord, that we will be willing to join with you in those plans. God, we will do our part, believing you to do your part. And God, the miraculous and the supernatural will take place. God, let your anointing rest upon the message and upon the messenger, Lord, today. God, give us ears upon our heart. Father, may we not only hear today, but may we heed the word of God today. And may we put in practice that which we receive today. Father, for your glory we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. Lord. You may be reseated this morning. A very small percentage of people will ever walk on the water. Truth of the matter is, the vast majority are content to remain in the security of the boat. Now, in our scripture for today, 11 disciples remained in the boat. Only one was willing to get out of the boat. You see, walking on the water is a supernatural thing. People don't walk on the water in the natural. Actually, to experience the supernatural, you have to enter into a partnership with God. I want you to listen up very, very carefully this morning. I want you to hear uh, what I'm about to say because it is very, very important this morning. In order to experience the supernatural, you're going to have to enter into a partnership with God. In order for the supernatural to happen, you need two things. You need God's super. And man's natural. 
When man offers his natural, then God adds his super, and voila, you now experience the supernatural. See, most people don't understand. Most people think that, that, that the supernatural is all in the hands of God, that it is all dependent upon God, that, that, that the supernatural is all about God, but it is not. It is not. It is a joint partnership between God and man. For, for example, for example, the five loaves and the two fish that were offered to Jesus, that, that was the little lad's natural. It was what that he had in his hands. It was what he had that he could offer to the Lord. And so the little lad offered his natural. He offered what he had in his hands to the Lord. And the Lord took the natural from the little boy, and he blessed, and he broke, and he gave. Jesus added the super to the little boy's natural. And because the little boy was willing to give the natural, and because Jesus was willing to add his super to the little boy's natural, then they enjoyed the supernatural as 5,000 hungry families were were fed all you can eat with this little lad's lunch. You see, our natural plus God's super equals supernatural. The same thing happened at the wedding feast when they ran out of wine. The servants filled the water pots with water. They're natural. What they had, what they were capable of, what they were able to do. And then Jesus spoke to them and he said, offer some of this water as wine. Offer to the governor of the feast. Jesus adding his super to their natural. And as their natural joined with the super of Jesus, the supernatural took place and the water turned into wine. I could go on and on and on with this this morning, but with the enthusiasm of this crowd, why bother? How about the blind man? The blind man, Jesus made mud and put it on his eye. And Jesus told the blind man to go and wash the mud off of his eyes. The blind man's natural. That was what the blind man was capable of. That's what the blind man was able to do. And when he did, God's super was added to his natural and he could see. And so it was with the widow of Zarephath, and so it was with Naaman the leper, and so it was with the widow that had the jars and the oil. When God's super is added to our natural, the supernatural happens. Some of you uh, complain uh, that God doesn't do anything supernatural in your life. Well, it might be because you have not offered God your natural. Because the supernatural is not only what God can do, but the supernatural is also what we can do. And only uh, when we are willing to offer God our natural, when only we are able to give God what we are able to give Him and what we are capable of doing, only when we are able and we are willing to give God our natural, only then will He add His super. But when God adds His super to our natural, then we enjoy the supernatural. Walking on water is a supernatural thing. To leave the comfort and the security of the boat and walk on top of the waves requires the supernatural. It requires that God adds his super to our 
natural. I believe that there are people here today that God has been speaking to. And that God has been calling you out of your comfort zone. And he has been calling you to walk where you have never walked before. And he has challenged you oh, to take a leap of faith that is far beyond where you have ever gone before. Amen. To walk where he is leading you will require a level of faith that you have never experienced before. It goes so far beyond your natural. It goes so far beyond what you have ever done before. It goes so far with what you are able and capable of doing. But I'm telling you this morning that if you will offer God your natural, if you will give God what you have to give and you have to offer, that God will add his super to your natural and you'll see the supernatural take place in your life. In order to walk the path that God has chosen for you, Will definitely demand that his super be added to your natural. And with his, without his super being added to your natural, you will never walk on the water. Rather, you will continue to rock along in the comfort and the safety of the boat. But don't ask God to guide your steps if you're not willing to move your feet. Now, how many understand, it would have been easier for Peter to remain in the boat. It would have taken less faith. It would have taken less effort. It would have taken less courage. He would have experienced far less stress if only he would have stayed in the boat. But on the other hand this morning, just, just think about it. Just think about it for a moment. How, how cool would it be to be able to list water walker on your personal resume. Now, honestly, there's probably not a person here today that has a legitimate need to literally walk on water. And yet all of us here today have a need for the supernatural to happen in our lives from time to time. And I believe that there are people here today who God is dealing with, people who, who God wants to do in them and God wants to do through them things that will only happen supernaturally. Let me ask you this morning, is there anyone here today who wants to walk on the water? Is there anyone here today that wants to experience the supernatural? Is there anyone here today, amen, that wants to, God, wants to offer God the natural that you have, what you are capable of, what you, what you have to give Him? Is there anyone here today that is willing, amen, to, to offer your natural to God, believing that God is going to add His super to your natural, and the result is going to be supernatural things happening in your life? Anyone here like that this morning? Is there anyone here this morning that you're tired of rocking along in the boat of mediocrity and complacency? Anyone here today, you are hearing Jesus calling you out of the boat and onto the water. I believe that God wants to take someone here today. Oh, I believe he wants to take you where you've never been. I believe that he wants to do something in and through you, amen, that he has never done. Oh, he wants to take your life and add his blessing to your life and add his anointing and add his supernatural, oh, his super to your natural and, and do incredible things and supernatural things in your life. The question I have this morning is, are you 
that someone. Now, I believe there are three basic requirements for walking on the water. If you're going to walk on the water, I believe there are at least three basic requirements you're going to have to meet in order to actually experience the supernatural walking on the water. And the first one this morning is you must be willing to take a risk. If you're going to walk on the water, if you're going to get out of the boat that everybody else is riding in, and get out onto the water where Jesus is, where nobody else is, nobody else is walking, you must be willing to take a risk. Hudson Taylor, a great man of faith who founded the China Inland Mission, said this. He said, unless there is an element of risk in our exploits for God, there is no need for faith. It doesn't take much faith to ride along in a boat. I mean, that's not too risky. I mean, I mean we allow our, our children to do that. It's quite another thing to climb out of that boat and attempt to walk on the water. The number one reason why most people will never walk on the water is because they're not willing to take the risk. They just can't get past the what-ifs. What if I fail? What if I make a fool of myself? What if it's not very much fun? What if it isn't what I think it is? What if the economy declines just after I I do it? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Listen, only people who can ignore and get beyond the what if question will walk on the water and experience the supernatural in their life. Let me talk for a little bit this morning about, let me suggest three reasons why people oppose risk. Now before I do that, I want to clarify risk. So please listen up and hear everything I have to say. People love to pick and choose and pull something out and say, he said, and he, he, yeah, but what did he say before, what did he say after? So listen up, let me clarify risk. I'm talking about calculated risk. Say that phrase with me. Calculated risk. See, we don't take risks just in order to be taking risks. We don't take risks just to show off how brave we are. We don't take risks just to show off how much faith that we have. When I'm talking about risk, I'm I'm talking about risk. That have been prayed over. Risks that have been fasted over. Risks that we are taking because we believe, we believe that God is leading us to take them. We're not doing it just because somebody dared us to do it. We're not doing it just to show off. Amen. We're doing it because we legitimately believe that we heard from God. We legitimately believe that God is leading us in that area that requires risk. Peter walked on the water because Jesus issued him an invitation. Jesus said to him, come. Come. 
So please keep these things in mind when I'm talking about taking a risk this morning. Now the first reason most people oppose risk is a fear of the unknown. Unless you give them a written money-back guarantee that begins with once upon a time and ends with and they lived happily ever after. Unless somehow you can miraculously fast forward and show them how it will all turn out. Their fear of the unknown will paralyze them and they will refuse to take the risk that comes along with anything significant. And it does, doesn't it? It's true, isn't it all? Anything significant in life requires risk. Getting married requires risk. Even proposing. Having a baby requires risk. Changing jobs is risky. Taking on a new ministry and on and on and on and on and on I could go. Anything significant in life requires risk. Peter didn't know for sure what awaited him on the other side of the boat. I mean, I mean it was three o'clock in the morning and it was dark. And things tend to magnify themselves in the dark. A person's imagination tends to run away with itself in the dark. The fact is, you can see things that are not even there when it's dark. When I was a kid in grade school, and yes, they had grade school when I was a kid. When I was a kid in grade school, I was in the orchestra. Fourth and fifth grade, I think. I played the upright Bass fiddle. I was cutting edge. Not. And I had to lug that big old bass fiddle to and from school every single day on the bus. Not cool. Child abuse, I think. And when I would get home from school, I would stand up that that big tall bass fiddle. I would stand it up in the corner of my bedroom. And when I would get ready for bed at night, I I would take my clothes off and I would hang them on that bass fiddle. And I would take my baseball cap off because I always wore a baseball cap because I was a slugger in Little League. 598 average. Most valuable player on the team. Most home runs on the team. I always had a baseball cap. And I would take my baseball cap off and I would put it on the top of the neck of that base fiddle that was standing in the corner. And I can remember several times waking up in the middle of the night with with the moon shining in my window and I I would look over into the corner and and in my half-awakeness and sleepy days, oh, that upright bass fiddle with clothes hanging, hanging on it and my ball cap on the top of it would look like a man was standing in the corner of my bedroom and I would become petrified. 
Most people refuse to walk on the water because, because they are afraid of the dark. Their fear of the unknown paralyzes them and petrifies them to the point where they decide to remain in the safety of the, of the present boat that they are riding in. Oh, they hear the voice of the Lord calling them out of the boat and out onto the water. Oh, but it's dark and they can't see what awaits them. Oh, just beyond the boat and what they can see and what they can see scares them. Even though Jesus had called out to them and said, It is I. Be not afraid. It's me. It's Jesus. It's me, boys. It's, it's your Lord. It's your Master. It's your Savior. It's me. Don't be afraid. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. It is safer to walk on the water with Jesus than to sit in the boat without Him. I'm going to say that again. It is safer to walk on the water. Even though you're away from the comfort and the safety of the ship. Even though you're doing what you're not supposed to do. And yet the fact remains, it is, it, it is safer to be out here walking on the water with Jesus than it is to be sitting in the safety of the boat. Without him. And the safest place, the safest place in the world to be is in the center of the Lord's will. I remember a few years ago when one of my dear friends had to send their daughter off to a very, uh, to, to a remote place, a very dangerous place as a missionary. And I had to remind him, even though it's a whole lot easier to tell this than it is to live it, but I had to remind him that she's safer in that dangerous place in the center of the Lord's will than she is in the safest place you think she could be outside of the Lord's will. You see, we need to understand that our security is not in a place, it's not in a position, it's not in our possessions. Our security is in a person, the person Jesus Christ. I'm giving you three reasons why most people oppose risk. First of all, fear of the unknown. Number two, they oppose risk because their friends won't go with them. Friends won't go with them. Notice that Peter had to leave the boat alone. Risk takers don't run in packs. And most people would rather rock along in the boat of mediocrity with their friends than walk on the water with Jesus. In Matthew chapter 5, it says, When Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a mountain, and those who were committed to him Climbed with him. Now you can just read over that and not see anything in it, or you can read over it and see this. Jesus climbed a mountain, and only those that were committed to him, only those climbed with him. 
See, not everyone was willing to climb the mountain with Jesus. Now, now thousands were at the foot of the mountain. Oh, oh, they were willing to eat all. Oh, they were willing to spend time with him eating all you can eat fish and chips. They were willing to sit there and be in awe as Jesus opened the blinded eye and made the cripple to walk. But only a few were willing to leave their comforts and put on their hiking boots. Only a few were totally committed to him. Only a few were willing to walk with him and climb with him to the mountain, on top of the mountain. I don't know, but perhaps there were people there who had to leave their uncommitted friends and family at the base of the mountain in order to climb to the top of the mountain with Jesus. Here's what I've come to know. In order to walk on the water with Jesus, in order to walk where he wants you to walk, In order to experience the supernatural in your life, you might be required to walk away from friends and family. Because not everyone will be willing to walk away from the security of the boat. And quite honestly, not everyone is called to do so. So before you get all spiritual, you need to realize that you were called to it, maybe they weren't. And here's what else I've come to know. Some who began the trip with you up the mountain won't make it to the top. I look around this morning, I see, or I don't see, some people that I cannot believe are not still in the journey. Some who began the trip up the mountain with you will not make it to the top. Some will bail out along the way. Some will stop to rest and never get going again. And some will take a few steps upward, discover how steep the climb is, and will turn around and go back down. Here's the good news. Are you ready for some good news? You will meet others along the way. You will meet others along the way, others that started their journey before you started. Oh, oh, you will join up with these people or they will join up with you. And you will help one another and you will encourage one another. And if nothing else, they will provide fellowship along your journey. I remember one of the times God called me out out of my secure boat and out onto the water. And I remember as I was climbing my mountain, and I remember vividly how God, God placed a new friend in my life. Someone brand new to me, a friend I could fellowship with. A friend who would encourage me, a friend who who would help me when the path became steep. Here's what I've discovered. The people who should help you, the people that you think will help you, are not always the ones who do. God is a God of surprises. He often surprises us with people we've never met before. People that that have no defining reason for helping us. People that that we have absolutely no history with, but, but people strategically placed in our life at the strategic and perfect time for a specific season in our life. 
Don't worry about the friends and the family members that won't go with you on your journey. Even Jesus experienced this. Most of his family and friends doubted him and eventually deserted him. Very few made it with him to the top of the mountain. Don't fret when you fail to get the support you need from the ones that you love the most because God has already planned a nice surprise for you. He, he has already oh, made a divine appointment already set up for you with somebody oh, that you've never met before, but that somebody is going to open doors for you, that someone is going to help you along in your journey. Some of your present friends might not go with you on your journey, but God has some new friends waiting for you in your future. Notice the third reason why some people will never take the risk required to walk on the water, and that is because the familiar is more comfortable. There's a sign along a highway in Alaska that says, choose your rut carefully. You'll be in it for the next 200 miles. How many people live their entire life in a rut? They have the same hairstyle they had 20 years ago. They wear the same style of clothing. They have the before and the after pictures. You can't tell the difference. The then and now, and you don't know when is then and when is now. Not only do they eat at the same restaurants, they order the same thing on the menu every single time. They don't even have to ask for a menu. They always eat the same flavor of ice cream, vanilla. They drive the same make and model and color of car. They sit in the same seat at church every single Sunday and you better not get in it. They sing the same songs or complain if you don't. Take a risk? I don't think so. The familiar is far too comfortable for them. Walk on the water. Oh, oh, why would you want to leave a perfectly good and safe and comfortable boat? That's their question. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's their motto. I say if it ain't broke, improve it. Think about Abraham for a second. He lived in the same place for 75 years. Now that's familiar. He knew every inch of the land he inhabited. He, he knew everybody and everybody knew him. One day, God, God told him to walk on the water. To do what no one else was doing. To do what no one else would understand and very few would agree with. Because you see, people didn't move in Abraham's day. 
You died on the same parcel of land you were born on. You might even die in the same house. You were born in, when you got married, your father just built another room onto the house. When you had a kid, he built another room onto the house. Had another kid, they got bunk beds. Nobody left their, house, their homeland. But not only did God tell Abe to move, God didn't even tell him where to move. Can you imagine? He had to tell everybody that he's leaving his homeland. Nobody leaves their homeland. But not only did he have to say he's moving, not only did he have to say that he's leaving, he couldn't even tell them where he's going. God just told him, rent a U-Haul and tell him you need it indefinitely. Just pack up. God said, pack up, and I'll lead you day by day. Just go, and I'll tell you where to go. You talk about walking on the water. Abraham certainly did. You talk about a risk taker. Oh, Abe certainly was. But don't forget, I'm talking about a calculated risk today, a risk that has been prayed over, a risk that has been fasted over, a risk where you have heard God's voice calling you into. Don't, don't take a risk. Don't go out of here and say, Pastor said, take a risk. So I'm going to take a risk today. Take a risk only if it's a calculated risk. Take a risk only if you know that you know you've prayed about it, you've fasted about it, you've sought counsel over it, and you're convinced in your heart that God is leading you to take that risk. Then and only then do you take the risk. Abraham refused to remain in his comfort zone. He was willing to leave the familiar behind and adventure himself into the unfamiliar for one reason and one reason only, and that was God told him to. Again, I'm not talking about taking stupid risks today. I'm not talking about jumping off a cliff without a rope. I'm not talking about jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. I'm talking about calculated risks. What I'm really talking about today is I'm talking about obeying God and doing what God tells you to do, even though you haven't been given a notarized money-back guarantee. Peter wasn't given any type of guarantee when he was invited by Jesus to walk on the water. Jesus just said to him, come. We get the musicians and the singers back in place today. It's very evident we're still on point one of this message. We're going to conclude this message next Sunday. My question today is, who has heard God's voice calling you out of the boat and onto the water? My question today is, are you willing to take the risk? Or will you allow the fear of the unknown and the friends who won't go with you and the comfort of the familiar to stop you? Let me leave you with this question today. If God has truly called you to do something, If God has definitely called you to do something, is it really a risk? Now think about it. If God has truly called you to something, is it really a risk? Wouldn't the true risk be in disobedience? 
See, see, you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're, you're wondering, what in the world's going to happen if I do it? What in the world's going to happen if I go? What is, is going to happen if I take this risk? You might want to ask yourself the question, what's going to happen if I don't? I mean, if God, if I'm convinced that God has called me to do it, what is going to happen? Not if I do it. What's going to happen if I don't? Wouldn't the true risk be in disobedience? Who today has a desire to walk on the water? Who today has a desire to get beyond your comfort zone? Who today wants to walk on the water? I can honestly tell you that my greatest joys, my greatest accomplishments, my greatest fulfillment that I've experienced in my ministry came about by walking on the water. When I have walked away from the comfort and security of the boat, you see, nothing equals the thrill of walking on the water. Oh, I know we like to focus on the fact that Peter fell. Yeah, but he also walked for a while. And I believe he walked back hand in hand with Jesus. Can you imagine the thrill? And knowing Peter's personality, I can just imagine Peter sometime in the future trying it again. (laughs) That was so awesome. I'm going to try that again. And he looks around. Make sure nobody's around, nobody's behind him, nobody's in front of him or beside him, nobody's looking. And so he gets out there and he, whoop, down he goes. Because the Lord hadn't given him the gift of walking on the water. He walked on the water only for one reason, that is the Lord said he could. He didn't say he could do it every time. He didn't say he could, you know, have the gift of water walking. He just, he said right now, come on, bub. Come on, big boy. <laughs> Nothing equals the thrill of walking on the water. Would you stand with me in his presence today? Who hears the call today? Who hears the call today from the Lord to get out of the comfort of the boat you're riding in? And get out onto the water and walk with Jesus. It could be in giving. Maybe for you, walking on the water would begin, would be for you to begin tithing. You've never done it before. And for you, tithing is walking on the water, man. For you, it might be in going. God has somewhere he wants you to go. And it's scary. Maybe it might be walking on the water for you might be in growing. Is God trying to strengthen your faith in some area? Maybe in witnessing. For you to get out of the boat would be for you to talk to that person next to you at work. 
or at school or on your softball team or Or maybe for you to get get outside of your comfort zone would be to join a ministry. Well, it don't take a whole lot of faith to walk in here late and, and, and leave early. A little more to it when you become a member and then go beyond that and become a volunteer and join a ministry. Maybe God's wanting to grow you. Maybe for you to walk on the water, for you, it means you're going to have to walk away from a toxic relationship. Because the boat that you're riding in is toxic. For you to have the blessing of God on your life and for you to see the supernatural happen in your life will cause you to have to break that toxic relationship and you think well what what if I never have another relationship let me tell you something no relationship is better than a bad relationship and I believe that if God would lead you to walk away from a relationship he would cause you to walk into a new relationship You're here today and you're willing to answer the call today to get out of your comfort zone, get out of the boat of mediocrity, get out of the boat of sameness, get out of the boat that you're riding in and walk on the water. If that's you today, you're willing to to respond, I want you to come and stand this morning very quickly. Come very quickly. Doesn't matter what that represents. You don't have to tell nobody. It's nobody's business. It could be something huge. It could be something very small. everyone come this morning and stand behind these this morning everyone let's make move forward I know not every, every and those of you that came forward would you move on up so you make room for those that are behind you they're coming in lots of room in here lots of room everywhere everybody move the quicker you move the quicker we'll be out Father, I just pray today for these this morning that, Lord, that answered this call today. They're not answering my call, but they're answering your call today. They're answering your call today to walk where they have never walked before, to experience what they have never experienced before. These people here today that have responded today are willing to take their natural. They're willing to take what they are capable of, what what they possess. They're willing to take that and give it to you and place it into your hands, believing that you're going to take their natural and you're going to add your super to their natural and your super added to their natural will equal supernatural in these lives. And I just speak 
supernatural to take place in hearts and in lives today, I pray. Father, give us strength. Give us the desire. Give us the faith, oh God. Give us the determination. God, not just to take one or two steps on the water, but God, God wants to get out there to realize that you are there and you are holding us up. And you're helping us, God. And we're going to continue. And we're going to hold our head high. And we're going to keep walking where you've called us to walk. And we're going to enjoy the thrill of walking in the supernatural. In Jesus' name.